So I have a question. How are small business owners like us, who are spending 60 plus hours a week working in our businesses, and are still struggling to make ends meet, who have no time to spend with family, friends, or the things we value most in life, who feel trapped inside of our businesses, and it is consuming our lives? How do we get the freedom to be able to work on our businesses and not in them? That is the question. This podcast will give you the answer. My name is John Nichols, and this is Expansion Code Radio. What's up, everyone? I want to welcome you to today's episode. This is episode four, and we're going to be talking about systems today. And we all have little systems that we do in our life. Uh, We have systems in our business that we do every day. But my question is, is that do you have those systems wrote down and in a step-by-step format for the end user, for your employees? Because if you don't, when we did it, let me back up. So when we went to a procedure that had step-by-steps in it for the system, it completely revolutionized the way that we did stuff. You know, we were able to repeat things and put the same procedures in different locations. Part of what we've done is that, um, if you listen to our previous, to my previous episode, in episode three, where we grew from one UPS store to 11, and then back down to 10. And so if you haven't listened to the episode, go back and listen to episode three. But part of the reason why we were able to do that is because we systemized stuff. We had to do the same things that was repeatable in every location. It was the same procedures for everything that we did. So we have a procedure for opening. We have a procedure for closing. We have a procedure on how to sell shipping. We have a procedure on how to sell packing. We have a procedure on how to sell impulse items. We have procedures on everything. These are all little bitty systems that hang on what we call the structure. And the structure is, you know, so let me let me go back and let me talk a little bit about this. So in this episode, we're talking about operations and we're going to talk about systems mostly. But within this, you have a structure, then you have a system that hangs on that structure. And then you have people that, um, that actually do the system or participate in the system. And so... The big thing is here is that um, the structure is the what. What are we doing? Okay, so we're selling shipping, right? Okay, so then we have a system, and that there is how we sell sh- how we sell shipping, and so we have a procedure that has steps, and then the people are who um, execute it. So that was the word I was looking for earlier. My mind went blank, but anyhow, but that there is the kind of the big things we have the structure, which is the what. We have the system, which is the how, and then we have the people, which is the who. And so we have the what, how, who, as far as the way that we operate. And so the structure is the big thing. You know, what are we doing? What are we selling? What are we, um, what are we doing in, in, in this particular piece, right? So we have, you know, um, the what can be greeting cards, right? It, it's a profit center. If you go through and look at your profit centers, Those are the what, okay? So faxing, shipping, packing, 
um, notary uh, faxing of all things, which is still which is still blows my mind to this day how much faxing we do in our UPS stores. But these are the, the these are the, the the this is the structure, right? This is this is what we're hanging our systems on. So we have a system on how we fax to make it the most productive. And what we're doing with systems is that we're making it repeatable and also more efficient too. Because if everybody does it the same way, that means I can plug and play any employee into another location of mine and they know how to do it. And so that's the big thing about structures um, and systems and people is that is that you you have the structure what we're doing, how we're doing it right, what it is. We have the system, how we're going to do it. And then that person is going to, you know, come in and execute that system. And within that system, there is procedures. So, um, and if you look at any fast food restaurant, they have, they have structures and systems and people. They have, you know, by, I mean, I, I've looked at, I've looked at, um, we have a Zaxby's near one of my locations, and I used to know the, the previous owner. He used to come in and get, make uh, photocopies of all of these different procedures for these systems that he had that was developed by Zaxby's. And so it was, you know, how to, when to check the temperature, how long is, has the lettuce been out and just all of these different things how long has the chicken been underneath the heat lamp and I mean it was just it was crazy and then there was like preparations you know how do you make a, a salad right and it was the it was the steps the each individual steps on how to do it so that so that he could hand over these laminated cards with the procedures on them and I could even go in just by reading the procedures and make a salad in their kitchen if I needed to. It was just that simple. And that's the way that we need to do things in our business. So if you're looking at franchises, franchises are really great at doing that kind of thing. But if you're your own, if you started your business from scratch, you don't have a support system like that, then you're really going to have to look at systemizing stuff. And you probably already have systems in place already. But you need to name your systems, you need to write down your procedures, and if you can have them written and have um, graphics and or pictures with them showing what you're doing, and make sure it's all color too. Color makes a big, huge difference in stuff. So, but if you have written and then a graphic and or a picture with that, and you have it rel relatively available, you know, if someone comes up to you and saying, hey, you know, how do you do this? I have a system for that. Come on over here and I'll show you what it is. And as you show them that system, if they're able to read and see photos and then also watch you do it, it makes, it imprints this system uh, more thoroughly in their mind. And it makes it much more repeatable when you do it this way. So systems have just like revolutionized the way that we do business. And on top of that, we you know we've got a good franchise. The UPS store does a great job. Um, but we went in and took their systems, and then we refined their systems, and then 
we took it a step further. So I'll give you a prime example of this. So um, they have a way that you go through the system to quote shipping for someone. Well, when you get down to pricing it, because it, because it's the same way, you know, we come in, we get the customer's information, we start off with their phone number because that there's the number that's the reference number we use as their phone number to pull them up. And then the next step is where is it? Where's the package going to? And if they've shipped with us before, we we have a database of everybody they've shipped to. And so we can either type in a new address, name and address, or we can go pick from the existing database. And then we put in the package dimensions and the weight. Um, but then once we get down to pricing the package, we have refined the way that we price packaging. Or not packaging, but shipping. Excuse me. So we always start at the most expensive and work our way down. And I know that that's going to get a rub from a lot of people out here. In fact, I get um, flack from that from a lot of UPS store owners. Oh, your customers are going to be mad. No, they're not. What I'm doing is I'm giving them options. And here's the thing about options and about pricing is that you can never start the lowest and go to the most expensive. People's minds don't work that way. But you can always start at the most expensive item and then work your way down. And people will understand that. And so, yeah, you may get a little pushback from certain people that are super price sensitive. But those aren't your ideal customers, or at least not my ideal customers. Now, don't get me wrong. We still service everybody and give everybody the same extraordinary customer experience. But if we're talking about your ideal customer, the customer that you want, the customer that I want is not price sensitive because the UPS store is not a cheap place. So, but what we do is we start from the very beginning, from the very top, and quote the most expensive and work our way down. And when the customer says yes, we stop. And that's the shipping that they get. And so, you know, we keep going until the customer, if the customer says no to all of it, then they can walk out. They can go someplace else. But we always start at the most expensive. And the key to that selling technique is, is that we pause and let the customer respond. And what we're doing here is we're, first of all, we're educating the customer on the different types of shipping, right? And second of all, we're giving the customer choices on different types of shipping. You know, we never ever know when someone needs it there, if it's time sensitive, correct, or if it's not. And so we go through the options from the most expensive to the least expensive um, because that's the sales process. Like I said earlier, you really can't start at the lowest price and go up to the highest price because they're going to be like, I want the lowest price automatically when you start that process. Or sometimes they don't. Sometimes it is time sensitive. No, I need it there tomorrow by 1030. Okay. So then that there is the only option that they had that they have because that's exactly what they need. But we're all about giving our customers choices and educating our customers because if you're giving your cho your customers choices and you're educating them then you're always got your customer's heart in mind. You're always looking out for your customer. And that there's and that there's one of the things that we we do well in our organization is that we are a customer centric organization. We're always thinking about the customer. And 
if you're not customer centric, if you don't have that mindset, you really need to. So if you go into one of my UPS stores, and, and I'm going to go into this in another um, episode later, but um, we have ECEE, which stands for Extraordinary Customer Experience Every Time. And the thing about it is, is that that's what the job is. That, that's what all my employees' job is. It shouldn't be shipping. It shouldn't be packing. It shouldn't be printing. It should always be providing extraordinary customer experience every time. Not service, but experience. You want them to have an extraordinary experience when they come into your business. And and that's for any business. I mean, it doesn't matter if, if it's an online business. It doesn't matter. If it's an online business, you can have a great web page and great um, content in it. I mean, there's just so many things that you can do to make that experience better. So if you're always thinking about the customer and you have a customer-centric mind about this, it makes life a whole lot easier. Um, and it always keeps your people on task with what's most important, and that is the customer. I'm not saying the customer is always right, but what I'm saying is that we are always looking out for the best interest in the customer and not necessarily what is ours. But anyhow, but getting back to systems, sorry, I went down a rabbit hole, which you'll find out with me is a uh, normal thing too. But getting back though, but going back to systems is that that there is one of the systems we use in the UPS store to sell um, shipping. And so another great system I love to do, and by the way, I don't ask my employees to sell. Um, it's in a retail environment as in ours. Selling scares a lot of people. And I really don't want our, um, or I just really don't want our um, people selling because it's a different type of mindset you you need a certain mindset to sell but everybody can educate and so i switch people's mindsets from selling to educating so here i'll give you a really great um, educating or or introducing the product or service so i'll give you a prime example so in our stores we normally have some sort of little impulse item to buy at our, at our stores um, we sell a lot of pop sockets. We sell a lot of um, flip notes, and a flip note is a is a really cool thing. It is a little small little notepad in a metal case, and the lid is on a spring. And when you pull the and then the pin slides into the side of it. So when you close the lid, you slide the pin in. It keeps the case the the or the lid for the notepad closed. And if you if you don't know what I'm talking about, just Google flip notes or watch a video on or something and it will show you how they work but anyhow so one of the great ways for us to sell more flip notes is that the product is so fantastic that only thing you got to do is really introduce it to the customer and then explain how it works so I'll give you a prime example of how we sell flip notes so we're behind the counter and I just say to the customer um, Hey, have you seen our flip notes? And the only thing I'm doing is introducing the product to the customer. And then I just wait for a response. The answer could be yes or no. 
and it's and whatever it is, I say, yeah, we all we we have some new ones over there. So I always say the same thing. We always have new ones, and because we do, because once a week we switch out our inventory. There's always something new that we rotate in, and we get new ones in um, every month. And so most of the time they ask, how does it work? And I say, pull the pin out. And they pull the pin out, and it pops open. And they're like, oh, this is great. And so that there's one way to do it. And then if they say, yeah, I'm going to buy this, I say, you know, they make great gifts. And sometimes they buy a second one. And then I'll say, by the way, we have notepad refills and refill and pen refills, too. And in saying these things, the only thing I'm doing is that I'm educating the customer and I'm giving them information. I'm not selling them. It's just information, right? Hey, by the way, I have this. By the way, they make great gifts. At Christmas time, we say, by the way, they make great stocking stuffers because they're small. So anyhow, but this is a system. This is a system that we've developed to sell more flip notes. And the system works well. Um, and the thing about it is, is that it is the system works well if you do it correctly. If you work the system the way it's supposed to be worked. And the big thing about that is that you have to be very intentional and you have to practice the system. And you have to get proficient at the system. And so... With that system, you know, we can easily add on anywhere from $15 to $25 onto a sale. And it's a great little way to do it, and especially at Christmas time when people are looking for little extra little gifts that are unique that you don't see everywhere. And so that there is one of the ways that we systemize things. Now, in your business, you can create all kinds of systems. You probably already have tons of systems already. But I would encourage you to write them down, make them a step-by-step procedure, and add in pictures and or graphics with this procedure so that you can make it repeatable and trainable, make it easily trainable. So then this way, you know, whenever you're training new employees or someone new on this particular task or this sales technique, which we call educational techniques, um, you have something in writing. So even with the um, flip notes, we still have that, um, a procedure for that in writing. And so the thing about it is, is that it makes it easy for our people. And once they see someone else do it and see some some success, especially when you're talking about educational procedures, like what I'm talking about, um, it really makes the buy-in easier. So if you can get your manager to do it and do it repeatedly, you'll easily get everybody else to do it. So in saying that, I've got a I'm going to end with a really good story. Okay, so. I can't remember, five, six years ago, um, one of my managers up and quit, just out of the blue, up and quit. And so me and one of my um, support team members had to go 
run that store until we had our manager. And we do this thing called bounce backs, where it's just a um, eight and a half by eleven glossy colored piece that has some advertising on it that we give back. And the little tagline was, "Did you know?" Then whatever the advertising piece was. So, did you know that we do notary? So that there was what it said on the advertising piece, and it showed and it had a little bit of information about notary, and that was it. And it was a nice glossy colored piece on thick cardstock and we would staple the receipt to the back of it and then we would hand it to the customer and say did you know that that we do notary and when we got in when I started working that store and managing that store for it was about six weeks the employees were just like they wasn't doing that they wouldn't send the tagline and the great thing about that tagline is is that your response is the same so did you know that we do notary? They can say yes or no, it doesn't matter, and your response is great. The next time you need a notary, come in and see us. So if it's yes, great, come in. So you're inviting them to come in. All thing you're doing is inviting people to come in to see you, right? So, and they were just like, well, this is, John, it doesn't work. It's clumbersome. It's hard to say. I said, no, it's not. You know, well, we just don't. The bottom line was is they made up all these excuses, but the bottom line was is that they didn't want to do it. So I said, okay. I said, I tell you what, try it on ten customers. I said, I tell you what, I'll try it first on ten customers. You watch me do it and see what your response and see what the response is. Okay. I said, so I'm going to take the next ten customers. You guys watch me how to do it. I said, if we get more customers, y- y'all jump in. But I said, I need somebody watching me the entire time, okay, for the next 10 customers. So that's what I did. Next 10 customers, I did the tagline, and it was easy. And so then at, at the end of that, they said, well, you just make it easy, John, because you like to talk to people. And you got that gift of the gab, and, you know, and it's easy for you. You're outgoing. I said, no. I said, anybody can do that. I said, the only thing you're doing is taking up extra five seconds. Did you know that we have notary? Yes or no? Great. Next time you need it, come in and see us. The only thing you're doing is inviting them back to you to come in. I said, it's easy. Well, they still complained and complained. I said, okay. I said, i tell you what. Why don't you just try? I'm asking for some trying here. And they said, okay, we'll try. And so what happened is, is that I led by example. Being the owner and the leader, I led by example. And so I did it every time we had a customer. Even the people that had seen it before, even the regulars, I kept doing it. The regulars just like, John, you don't have to say all that stuff. I'm just like, yeah, I do. And so I did. And so what happened is over the next two weeks, everybody started doing it because I led by example and showed everybody that it wasn't that hard and that you can do it. So anyhow, and that was my system. That was a system, right? Everything we do is some sort of system. We just don't really, you know, we're just not aware of it being a system. So name your systems. Write your systems down. Be sure and take and put graphics and pictures in with your systems. Procedure, make it a procedure and give it step-by-steps on this thing. And make it color. And then what's going to happen is that you're going to see consistency in your business, and it's repeatable, and it's easy to train with. 
And those are the things that really will take your business to the next step. Well, guys, we're at the end of this episode. I really do appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening in, and I'll see you guys later. Have a great one. Thank you so much for joining me today and listening to this episode. Hopefully what I share with you will help you on your business journey as we share to help others expand their minds, businesses, and profits. If this episode did help you, be sure and share it with someone else that you know that it will help. We can only achieve our mission if we share it with others and always give first. I hope I can help you even further by sharing my resources. It is a page that contains all the digital assets we use to expand our business and to help us free up time. The great thing about this page is it's completely free. Just go to resources.expansioncode.com to get your free access. Thanks again for tuning in and have a fantastic day, my friends.